The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. Hello, everyone. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to my podcast here. I wanted to just really jump right into it. So, you know, I was at work today and somebody asked me, (laughs) they said, what team are you rooting for in the World Cup? And, you, you know, I honestly felt insulted. I'm like the U.S., of course. And, you know, the guy comes back at me and he's like, okay, but they don't have a chance to win. And, you know, that sat with me a little bit and I started to, to really, okay, you know what? You got a point. I know we're probably not going to win at all, but I really do believe that we have a shot to at least make it out of the group. When you look at our group, it's the United States. England, Wales, and Iran. Uh, With us, we have the talent to make it out of the group stage. And from the group stage, you know, anything can happen. Um, There there are a lot of, there there are multiple factors here at play. Um, Why I do believe the U.S. can make it out. One of those reasons is health health of the squad our best players coming in are healthy england 
has some key players that are already out that frankly aren't healthy. They're out. They weren't chosen for the squad because they're not healthy. And two, I believe that the best players that we have are in, you know, in some kind of really solid form. Um, Minus Pulisic, I think everybody else is getting, or if they're, you know, from the MLS, they had gotten solid first team minutes, and that stuff matters. When I when I look at Iran, I I don't know what to think. Honestly, I know they have two dangerous strikers. I can't speak to the style of football they're gonna play. You know, I don't know. But I do know the quality of the U.S. side is just going to be (sighs) frustrating. (laughs) Uh, Frustrating for a few reasons. One of those reasons is goal scoring. While I said Iran has very capable goal scorers, I believe it's Asmoon and Taremi. Um, Asmoon is in the Bundesliga. I think he plays for Leverkusen. And Taremi is a striker who plays for Porto. And so if you got those two up top, like Taremi is a goal scorer's goal scorer. Like if he was wearing the U.S. kit, I would feel really good about our ability to score goals. And so having that guy against us, I mean, that does give me some concern. Um, Taremi, I think, even was nominated. I think it's, I can't remember if it's the, not, I'm pretty sure it's the, the Puskas Award for the best goal in the Champions League last year. I mean, I think he even led at one point in the Champions League. And uh, I think Porto played Man City last year in the Champions League, and he was phenomenal in that game and I think he was the reason why you know I think they got like a 3-1 lead and then they ended up uh, 3-3 and I think it was a hat trick from Taremi Um, I don't have I don't have it all pulled up in front of me but I just remember Taremi's performance being standoutish and that does give me some concern but I do think that our defenders that are playing again they're all getting quality Minutes and they all are going to be in decent form. And and another really good thing that we have, and I can't speak to this about Iran for sure, but I know that we have continuity in our squad. When I what I mean when I say that is that the guys that are starting, the 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 guys that we knew were locks for this World Cup roster here have all had consistent playtime together. And that matters to me. Um, it's it's just a fact that that they've developed a level of chemistry. Now, um, we didn't bring on Pepe, but I think if there is a weakness in our squad is that we don't have a bona fide striker and we've tried many a guy up top and we just haven't found the thing that's gonna get us, you know, the best result there. Uh, with Ferreira and Haji Wright coming up as our strikers, you know, okay, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I think that'll work out. 
Um, I was still looking at our midfield to create the best chances, Pulisic to create the best chances, Weya to create the best chances, and then um, set pieces. I do think we, we do better than, than most people give us credit for at set pieces. So I'm, I'm looking for the U.S. to be able to, to I mean, win, win and draw, get out of the group. Um, that's that's my bona fide early take on the U.S. Um, again, I've I've mentioned Iran does scare me with the the goal scores that they have. I mean, they they seem dangerous, and it's it's something that we very much need to be aware of um, because you know, just playing the game. I mean, you've already got a chance to win. You just have to execute. And we have to be really sharp. Um, when I look at Wales, again, I'm I'm not looking at Wales. I don't have anything in front of me. I haven't researched necessarily anything. This is just this is really just off the top of my head. But when I look at Wales, I see them as really young or really old. Um, and I say really old, I just mean guys that are past their prime. So you have guys that have yet to realize how good they're going to be. And then you have guys whose best days are far behind them. And then you have uh, Gareth Bale, who is the X factor there. You know, his game, his game is not what it used to be, but that does not mean you can count that guy out. I mean, he is dangerous. I do think one of the better things we have going for us is that He's not going to start most games. He is going to come off the bench. I just don't think he's healthy enough to to play a full 90. So I think if we do see Gareth Bell, it's going to be in spurts. And, and we just need to be able to contain that guy in spurts. I mean, Wales has a steady squad. They've got pace. I, I, that is a concern. But our back line has decent pace. So we've got fast guys, and they've got fast guys in the attack. So it, it, bottom line, the games just have to be played. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about Wales other than I see them. If I have to pick right now, today being November 15th, if I have to lock it in, I would say that Wales probably finishes last in the group and Iran finishes third we get second and then that brings me to England um I (laughs) of course England's got the squads they've got the big names they've got the famous players they're bringing they're bringing star power to the group but um, Wales is familiar with everybody on that England side. And so if we can get Wales to draw or maybe even steal a game from England, you know, that's going to work better in our favor for sure. Um, another thing that gives me some positivity in looking at U.S. versus England is that I don't trust the center backs that England have fielded outside of John Stones. None of those guys scare me at all. If 
if we can be consistent and if we can just be spontaneous and put together some some quality chances, you know, the ball's bound to go in the net. I'm not worried about England's defense. Trippier, Kyle Walker, but those guys are they're gonna they're gonna play in a back five, I think. And so Walker's gonna be out wide. Um, I'm not sure if Chilwell's even gonna be healthy enough. I don't, and if Chilwell's not gonna be healthy enough, I don't know who's starting on that left side. But those back three, outside of John Stones, I'm just not worried. Um, Harry Kane is a shark. <laughs> He's an apex predator. That guy's gonna lurk. He's gonna score goals, and that does have me nervous for sure. Um, the midfield, they've got a bright young talented midfield I mean if, and if you can win if you can dominate the midfield you're going to dominate most games you're going to dominate possession um, they've got some creative passers in the midfield I mean I have, I've given England all this glow and I haven't even mentioned Phil Foden I mean <laughs> that man is magical um, England's got a talented squad and I think if they lose a game and tie a game, it is going to catch everybody by surprise. Um, a lot of the England fans that I've talked to are conflicted because they they want to see England obviously get out of the group, but they also kind of want to see England struggle because they want to see Southgate sacked, and Southgate is their uh, manager if for the uninitiated, but... I'm not so sure that I think Southgate should be sacked right now. I think he he's the best chance you've got. And if you are going to sack him, who are you replacing him with? Um, those are questions that need answered. And I think I'm going to end it right here. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And uh, if you like this, please subscribe.